Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. All right, governors. Wait. Apples and peas in the Ross? How we doing? Okay. <laughs> um, yes, everybody. It's time nearly for AEW All In Wembley Stadium. Yeah, the biggest wrestling show, show ever. ever. Until WrestleMania 40, or so they say. Right. Mm. I've seen they've been peddling the stats. Oh, 90,000? Wow. 92,000. 92, on Raw this week. Yeah. Well, damn. Mm. Um, it's what just going it to become like a viewership race or a, uh, an attendance race, isn't it? I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Um, but right now we're focusing on London because it's nearly time for All In. And, w- and what better way to celebrate than to come up with nine wonderful pitches joined by you, Ross, and you, Andrew. Hi. Before I, before we get into this, Ross, I'm so excited because it seems what? like it just seems like Andrew. Oh, God, I. It really seems like he's written something special. We need to put a disclaimer oh, yeah, in. Can yeah, you yeah. just repeat the a, message you said yesterday? <laughs> but I was like, boys, I'm having a bit of a crisis, a dilemma here. I've written a two page pitch and I'm wondering if I should break it into two separate ones because I might be taking the waz a little bit. Now, normally your pitches are anywhere from three quarters of a page of A4 to yep. 1.5 pages of A4. So this is unprecedented what yeah. we're seeing it is here pretty, it's, it's, it's long. It's long. I think it's no coincidence that it features one of your favorite wrestlers in the world. You sure do. And I think also... MJF is a great heel. You like mm-hmm. MJF. It's gonna be. This is gonna be like a fan fiction. This is like you know when we do the WWE ones, and it's like, oh, what can we conjure up for the bloodline yeah. next? <laughs> this is what it feels like for this one. Oh. This is your. So are they gonna be your first and second pitches? Yes. We'll look forward yes. to them. Before that, we'll have Ross. We'll go around in a circle. Ross, then Andrew, then myself. I caught some flack in the comments recently because it, it's more of like a triangle. It's a semi-circle. It's a segment. It's a Satsuma segment. I guess so. Uh, We'll go around three times. We'll end up with nine lovely pitches. But remember the golden rule. It's not what we think's going to happen. It's It's what we want to happen. You're all hunched over to do it as well. Oh, this need to relax, don't they? Oh, I've relaxed. God, horrible we city anyway. <laughs> it is a horrible Whoa. city. Whoa! Are fa- you fun? What? Well, 
<laughs> I'm trying to be. What? I'm trying to stay. Where did we stay for Money in the Bank, Joel? What was that area called? King, uh, Canary, Canary Wharf. Wharf. That was delightful. Oh yeah, but if the, all of London was like that, I'd right, be like, yes, but I'm I think board. the the big criticism of Canary Wharf is that it's like that, whereas the rest of London isn't. Exactly. And it's yeah. Concentration of wealth in one. Ross, your first AW Wall in wrestling pitch, up, please. Up the London. Uh, we're shooting this video obviously before Dynamite tonight, so I'm worried this might not happen because of something that is planned to happen right. on Dynamite to my, uh, tonight. Uh, so we see a shot of CM Punk and his aunt including wholesome dog man Ace Steel walking <laughs> through the backstage area as they arrive for work on Sunday evening. This is followed up by a shot of Samoa Joe doing the same thing, but he is all alone inside this pit of danger. Mm-hmm. However, after a few seconds of watching Joe walking, we see a, pa- a pair of car headlights turn on in the background of shot and a vehicle starts to approach the Samoa mach- uh, submission machine from behind. The car is inching closer and closer as we learn it's a Toyota a Prius and the driver who of course is wearing a balaclava to hide his identity is sticking to a speed of under five miles an hour capitalizing on the silence the Prius travels at if you manage to keep it under uh... five miles an hour Samoa Joe is run over very slowly so he isn't killed but he is trapped under a wheel or two of the Prius five miles an hour very wow. slowly that's slightly quicker than human walking pace it's a heavy car okay it's got a big battery unit in the front I reckon Samoa Joe would fall down After he feels the initial contact he just it's too late ah, it's yeah too late. okay fair enough, yeah. <laughs> <Just like that. laughs> I can't feel my legs he screams <laughs> as the driver gets out and runs away smash cut to the announcer's desk as we see Tony Schiavone shout we have a developing situation in the backstage area Taz Taz is over there like ooh Scoops Jones over here but I digress let's go the assailant who ran over Samoa Joe is now in the locker room of CM Punk and is just sort of sat there in the corner in silence while the straight edge superstar shouts at him and Ace Steel who is wearing a collar and is chained to the wall he barks <laughs> aggressively slowly the master assailant removes his mask who could it be everybody well it's Kenneth Omega oh, <laughs> oh wait what <laughs> Kenny says while it was impressive that you CM Punk in your mid four he's managed to get Samojo up for a kind of GTS while wearing a sparkly go- uh, condom outfit on Collision last week because Samojo is a very big boy and he was sweaty at the time. I don't have any faith this match would be any good after that. So I'm, <laughs> I've gotten out on, so I'm here to take Samojo's place. Would you like a duel? CM Punk says yes. The pair have a shoot fight in the car park and the world rejoices. Oh, they have a shoot Damn. fight? In the car shoot park. Fight. What, in the car park on Wednesday or at Wembley? At Wembley. Oh! What? So Wait. if you've ever been to Wembley, the coach drives in and under the stadium to reveal the car park. So uh, the car park's in and under. So we'll find the, that car park, and that's where Kenny Omega and CM Punk will put their all out in, all brawl out of 2022, but, put their but, differences uh, to one side. But, I, but, but I'm there. <laughs> I don't want to watch that on the screen. Of course you do. I've, I've paid my own, my hard-earned money. Well, my earned money to be there on Sunday, and yeah. I'm going to watch a large portion of the show on a screen for the stadium stampede. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, yeah, pres- yeah. the precedent has been no, set. No, they might come right up to you. I might. You actually ah. might be there. Just be like, whoa! Yeah, take yeah, that, John Moxley. Shoot, fight you. Yeah, just get them locked in a in a space and let them just settle their differences. Well, it's an initial no from me because wouldn't you want that to be a wrestling match? No, I want to be real. What? There's real hatred there. CM Punk has MMA experience. It'll be a walkover. Kenny Omega fought blow-up dolls. Dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not me having to go, by the way. I sound like Jim Cornette there, didn't I? I have have to, unfortunately, give it a no, but... Why do you not want fun? 
No, it's no, not violence. Because I don't know if it is fun. It is violence, though. Could you it not is violence is fun. If, we, if it was on a screen, could you not merge it into the the? Let's lift the car park in the middle of the, the ring. Is that the difference maker? I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. I was why just not? thinking, you know, want the ideal setting, like you know that that, that street jam. What was the game called back? Death jam. Death jam. Nope, the street jam. Vendetta. <laughs> oh, with the rappers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're if they're doing that, then yeah. Yeah. Same punk. Give it all that malarkey. Yeah, yeah. And then he can set his steel on. Can he omit? That was my way of getting to just a shoot fight because it's what we all want to see one, uh, none of us are sick of reading about CM Punk every single day so let's <laughs> yeah. get it all out there and get it over with draw one, a line in the sand one thing that the the spot on last week's collision with the sparkly glittery outfit mm. made me realise is remember when he was away from wrestling and there was rumours that he was under that bodysuit at an indie show an indie oh, yeah. and everyone went that's not him he looks too clumsy now I'm like <laughs> To me, I'm, I'm saying he's wearing that. the very restrictive. Like, but Samoa yeah. Joe is massive, like, and he's a big, he's heavy a big boy. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt a bit bad for Punk saying, "Oh, he didn't quite get that 300 pound man up for a, <laughs> yeah. a perfect alley oop." Yeah, bloody hell, who does that? Mm. Well, Batista only Brock Lesnar. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, oh no, wait, I was about to go. But no, it's a yes for me, but it wasn't. It was a no. That's a shame. Hey, Sorry. if this leads into a wrestling match down the line, oh. is that what we're saying? Can we just remind ourselves there was real hatred I, between these two. These were the two I lead... don't think between these two. I, oh, yeah. Was there, right. was the Bucks and Kenny on one side and then Punk and this? Yeah, but Kenny and Punk were fine. No. Kenny was looking after the real instigators. Oh, right. I, if, if, if this turns into, they let all the steam blow off, right? They've done that. Oh, my God, sauna. We've finished. That's gone. And then out of the sauna steam, we go into an actual wrestling match. Then yes, I'll say yes. That's all right. Then I'll take. Okay. I'll take okay. If, if it means right? if it's a difference between yes and no, I'll take. I'll take. Yes. I'll take. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew. Yeah. It's time for you yes. to give us part one of your magnum opus. Now I wanna, I wanna start uh, say before we start. There's right? a preface if to this two-part. I'm saying right. This is like my godfather. This right. This is yeah. part one. Part one and part two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying if you want, you can if you want to say yes to this first part, or you can wait until both <laughs> I thought parts you meant, are done. I legitimately thought you meant you can say yes to this now before you've even heard it. It's not <laughs> no, good. No, no, I'm not. I'll not preemptively give my you, yes. You can either say yes to this bit. I reckon what we do is we give. I reckon end. we give our initial half year culty equivalent. We yeah. give our first yes or no after part one, okay. and then we revisit that at the end of part two, and Sound. then give an ultimate yes or no. Right, that sounds good. Do you All agree, right. Ross? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Everybody strap in. My goodness gracious me, it's a big one. Right. Zero hour o'clock. Better than you, baby, versus Aussie Open for the ROH tag team titles. Towards the middle of the match, things start to ramp up for the challengers. The crowd are on their feet as MJF hits a kangaroo kick to Kyle Fletcher, setting him up perfectly for Cole to drop the boom. Mark Davis intervenes, however, swiftly neutralizing MJF and catching Cole as he launches himself towards Fletcher, allowing the tag champs to hit that lovely, they do like a fireman's Whee! carry, roundhouse kick yeah, tandem yeah, yeah, yeah. maneuver so well. Oh, I thought you meant the Wii so one. The other, the that was the dog well, order. I went. Coming, oh, coming they do later. a Wii one. Okay. Yeah, they do a Wii. They do a Wii one as well. But however, after this move, something's wrong. Cole comes out of the spot, clutching his arm. He quickly rolls out of the ring in agony as medical staff surround him to evaluate the situation. MJF seems a bit wary of this, though. He's not stupid after all. This is the kind of trick he'd pull if he wanted to become AEW champion later in the night. Ad uh, sorry, he smirks at Adam, almost with pride, as if to acknowledge what uh, his best friend is doing, and waves off his partner's pain, signaling him to get back into the action. But as Cole attempts to pull himself back into the ring, his arm gives out. He's genuinely crying out in agony at this point, and Max's expression turns to one of, uh, of, of genuine concern for his friend. Friend. Okay. 
And then one of realization that this has essentially become a two-on-one handicap match at this point. As Cole, distraught and still trying to fight his way into the match, is ushered up the ramp and into the back by a medical, MJF tries to nope out of the situation, only to find himself the filling in between a lovely Aussie Open sandwich. <laughs> MJF is left to fend for himself and does a valiant job with the crowd rallying behind him. However, it's the tag champs that gain the upper hand and toy with the AEW world champion. After a prolonged beatdown, we get uh, the classic spot where it's like the challenger reaching out, to their corner, only for their partner not to be there. Until he is! Cole comes storming back down the ramp from the back, fighting off medical to a chorus of cheers, still clutching his arm, mind you, as he hops up onto the apron and gets the hot tag. Uh, after running wild, brother, on Aussie Open, it's time. He and Max, who has now recuperated somewhat on the apron, look towards one another and signal for the double clothesline. Cole tags Max in and the two hit the move on Kyle Fletcher, but Cole immediately starts clutching his arm again. That was a bad decision, bloody hell fire. MJF goes to console Adam, but gets hit from behind by Davis, who tosses Cole out of the ring, lifts his partner to his feet to hit the Coriolis or whatever, one of them on MJF for the one, two, three. Aussie Open, pin the AW World Champion and retain the tag titles. They've pinned him, yeah. They've pinned him, yeah. Later in the evening, we get a backstage segment. Cole is in medical on the phone, and all we hear him say is, thanks for the update and, and for having my back too. I really appreciate it. I've got to go. Max is here. Talk to you later. Um, so now, enter a worse for a wear, MJF, who asks how his best friend is, but also who was just on the phone to, sort of half joking as to whether this was all a ruse to soften the AEW World Champion up for the title match. Cole shows Max that isn't the case at all. He's really sorry for what happened in the pre-show, and he just got off the phone with his specialist back home. After ha almost having his career torn away from him prematurely before, he wants to make triple sure that he's got all professional opinions on continuing ahead with the match this evening. Plus, why would he come back into the match anyway if his intentions were to soften up NJF in the first place? No, this is between two best friends headlining the biggest wrestling event today. Nothing is getting in the way of that. Anyway, Cole shrugs off. We need to rest up for later this evening. Don't let me distract you. I'll see you out there, bud. May the best man win. Cole and Max hug, but as Max leaves, MGF remains in shot. Maxwell's phone begins to ring, and he answers, pauses for a moment in contemplation and visible confliction as well, before all we hear him say is the plan's off. Call it off. Call the plan off. The plan is off. And that's part one. What plan? What plan? Well, we'll what find plan? out in part two. Well, then it's a preemptive yes, because I'm waiting. To, I'm, that I'm is half a pitch. That is half a pitch. Yeah, yeah, but it was long, though. Oh, no. It's yeah. long. It but I need long. to wait for the second half to give it yes I or no. I think his font's also smaller. Mm. It's a wonderful cross into the box from David Beckham, but I'm waiting now for that's it. It the Alan Shear on the end of it. The, you know what I mean? It might all fall apart in the end. It's a wonderful throw, Americans, from Thomas Brady. Oh, he's a owner of Birmingham City FC. A receiving man who nearly makes it to the end zone. Randy Moss. I don't know anything uh, about Randy American Moss football. is one of them. Randy from Marsh. Well in Randy Marsh. Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Marsh. Randy Marsh Randy from South <laughs> You got a friend in me. <laughs> no, that's Randy Newman. <laughs> what are we doing with all these Randy? You got a voice in my head. It's time for my first <laughs> pitch. Okay, here we go. Um... At the end of the first half of All In, the night, 
we get the big stadium stampede match with Eddie Kingston and co against the Blackpool Combat Club and their mystery lads. I don't really care who for this pitch who wins, but Eddie Kingston survives the match anyway. He may be battered and bloodied, but he's not the one who loses the match for his team if they don't win. Or if they win, mm. then he's, he's looking good. Um, later on, CM Punk beats Mojo to retain his real world championship when he is ambushed during his celebrations by Eddie Kingston, still in his gear from the match because it's always cool when they're still yeah, in their boy. gear from the match. Um, Eddie beat... Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Eddie beats up CM Punk, drags him to the outside and puts him through the timekeeper's table. He heads up the ramp, stops on the stage and then sits cross-legged with a microphone on the stage. Oh, look at your wee face. Oh, 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 I like Eddie Kingston. I'm excited for this. But then I thought, because it's Eddie Kingston, maybe that's the joke and then he stands up like, no, none of that. Yeah, yeah, Bull yeah. crap. Oh, rubbish. Um... We then get a viciously honest Eddie Kingston promo where he talks about how since CM Punk's got here, everybody's had to walk on eggshells around him or risk being kicked out of the building like Hangman Page, like Christopher Daniels, like Ryan Nemeth. He doesn't, he naming people from all up and down the card. He didn't care. He's sick of pretending like Punk's the best because he's not. Eddie's the best. He's the best in the world. There's echoes of the, mm. there's similar, you see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, AW saved Eddie Kingston's career when it looked like it was coming to an end so now he wants to pay this company back and that's by ending the tyranny of CM Punk who has now become the New York Yankees um, he wants to face bit of wind there from the end <laughs> he wants to face him and take away that belt he parades around to prove to everybody that he's human just like everybody else in the locker room Next week on Dynamite, Eddie wants Punk's answer. Give him a match. Uh, Punk appears on the Tron, presumably somewhere very petty, like Mindy's Bakery or somewhere like that. Says, no, I beat you once already, and you don't deserve to be anywhere near my real world championship. This carries on over the next few weeks, mainly because I thought it was too soon to have the match at all out. I wanted to drag the build because they're two of the best promos in the world. Finally, they settle on a match. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston at full gear, but Punk only accepts the match if they agree on one stipulation. It's title versus career. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh. But I think Eddie should win, though. I think Eddie should win. Oh, bottom me up. I'm oh. ready. I'm right. ready. There you go. Oh, With yes. a Robert De Niro face. Oh, as well. yes. That'll <laughs> <laughs> happen there. <laughs> I don't even know how to do the voice. That is tremendous. <laughs> what was that voice? I don't know. <laughs> you have Michael Jackson there. <laughs> oh, buttermeal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, none of that. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Wow, thank you. Genuinely so good. Thanks, lad. I feel like that might be the best one I've done for a while, and it's the shortest one on the whole thing. Give me Eddie Kingston going off on CM any day of the week. Any day of the week. I've taken a bit of creative license there because I reckon at the minute Eddie Kingston probably isn't feeling too grateful towards AEW because they've kind of just shuffled him off. Yeah. But in kayfabe, they saved his career. That could be it though. Maybe he's just like, look at all this that you're doing, you dafty Tony Khan and CM Punk and all this. And then um, if if Eddie does win the belt, then I'd have like the unificate, like the match with the actual champion, whoever that is at the time. It's the end of CM Punk at the end of it, which is the main thing. Yep. I would keep that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's title versus career. He's still there. He's just lost his belt. I bet we not lose the career at the end of it though. What's title versus it's it's Punk's title versus Eddie's. All career. right, so the, all right, so the winner is, is it still a yes? I can change it back know, if it's cool. not a yes anymore. Well, I reckon the loser should lose their career. Oh my god, Look at Jeopardy! Just wow. end it when Eddie does the back fist and then Punk's head flies off his, <laughs> his neck. I'm still a big fan of CM Punk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying. I'm bored of him. Me. <laughs> Every day we wake up and it's something new. Every day. It never ends. It keeps us on our toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Um, right. Right. Ross. I should s- say for my first pitch, I only picked Kenny Omega because the books have already got a match, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. I've just been thinking about Kenny's in the match. Yeah, he's in that. Is he actually? He's six in the six man, yeah. man with Bushi and Hangman. Mm. Ah, that can be brushed. I know, there's loads of mouldy men. I've not read the card before sitting here. Right, so in the middle of the tag team coffin match between Sting and Darby and AR Fox and Swerve Strickland, what I'm picturing is there being a little stage area somewhere away from the ring where the coffins are like stood up on pedestals. This isn't like SmackDown 2, know your role, baby. Where the coffins are just in the ring, like, willy nilly. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, Back yeah. In the day? yeah. Not like that. Uh, it looks like Darby and Sting are going to win handsomely, which they probably should do, in the name of Nick Wayne. And remember, everybody, this is what I want to happen, and definitely not what I think will happen. But it, wouldn't it be totally awesome <laughs> if when Darby went up in one of the coffins to stick one of the moguls into, he was greeted by a brooding vampire? Oh. A brooding vampire oh. called Adam Copeland, oh. who had been hiding in the coffin for the duration of the match because he once was a vampire once upon a time. Brooding vampire Adam Copeland would then beat up Darby Allen and help the Mughal embassy to a smash and grab win and in the process become a bit of a bad boy. But then, wouldn't it be totally awesome again if Christian Cage, the real TNT champion and the man who Darby Allen is facing at All Out next weekend would come out and literally piss on the coffin that contained Darby because he is a horrible man. And then wouldn't it be totally class if the house of black appeared and were like, whoa, we're the real goths here, pals. You can't be sitting in your little coffin there as a vampire like you were back in 1998. And then Malachi Black challenges Adam Copeland and Christian Cage to a tag team match. Wouldn't that be totally awesome? I guess it might be. Yeah. I yes. Wrote, uh, I think it would. Down. I would. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> the bit where he wheezes on the coffin... It's legitimately it's classic Christian Cage. Classic yeah, Christian yeah. Cage it is. Um, yeah, uh, yes. Because you know what? Not only... Is all that action good? But I think it sets up future other alternative matches as well down oh, the yeah. line. It's mm. shown plenty of seeds there. I've only said this because of this, the, the story from earlier this week, wasn't there? That Adam Copeland's contract is up. Yeah. Is there no no compete if it just expires? I don't though? know. I don't know I'm what the sure. crack is. If he has the same one as the, like a younger wrestler. He's or... on the bump today, isn't he? I think. Oh, is he? Or something. Yeah. On the gear? No. <laughs> oh, right, on the Not do- on the show. <laughs> not on the Sorry. gear, man. He's got to stay away for that long flight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, yeah, it's a yes from me. Is it oh, yes from me? I had a similar thought about this happening. Really? Well. I genuinely did. And that was going to be one of my pitches until I wrote a massive <laughs> we can also, script. If we can also get Gangrel involved as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. North Wrestling original Gangrel. He might be stuck in Weatherspoons, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. with his bangers and mash and a pan of beer. Mm. <laughs> what he likes to that eat. That was my biggest like. exclusive from Straight to Hell back in the day. I remember you telling me. <laughs> I was shocked. So was I. I learned that uh, on the media call recently that Tony Khan is really familiar with Norwich. I saw this. Uh, really? So It's the Knight family. That's what it is. I tweeted it and Aidan thought I was joking, but no, Tony Khan. Yeah, he was asked a question about Soraya and the Knight family, so like that's their pop neck of the woods, mm. isn't it? And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm aware of Norwich. Carroll Road, that's the football ground. And oh. he said, I've met Delia Smith and Stephen Fry. What? Like, wow. I'm just Googling. Who does Shane, Shane Duffy sign for Norwich this summer? Okay. And he was on loan at Fulham. Oh. Year, that's why he knows it all. Um, he also, the question was like, no, you know, Norwich, which isn't too far from London. And then Tony didn't fall into that trap. He went, actually, I think I recall it's quite a drive. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, none, of this, none of this small mining town bollocks. 
I've got you. In AEW, yeah, that's mm. right. Andrew. Yeah. Sorry, part yeah, you're, two. You're, you're all part two. So the cross has been whipped in. Ready for part two. Okay. It's not this. What? Well, all right. Um, <laughs> Let's be Avenue, in the words of Norwich's favourite daughter, Delia Smith. Right, here we go. Uh, so we move to the main event: MJF versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. Two of the bestest buds in the world finally coming together for the biggest night of their careers thus far. It's a tremendously competitive affair, much like their match on Dynamite that sort of spurred this whole storyline to begin with false finishes, close calls, you name it, all the emotion is being poured into this title match. Now, there are key moments of vulnerability shining throughout from MJF in this scenario. Regardless of telling his best friend in the previous weeks he'll do whatever it takes to retain the title that means more to him than anything else in the world, MJF hesitates in executing certain holds. So if we remember, Adam Cole's arm was injured from the pre-show match. He's a hurty boy. So MJF goes to apply the salt of the earth on Cole's injured arm, rightly knowing that Adam, that this is a Adam's Achilles heel in this bout. But he looks pained and conflicted executing the move, eventually letting go when his best friend cries of agony, getting the better of the champion. Uh, upon letting go of the maneuver, a distracted MJF is blindsided by a cheeky roll-up attempt from Cole, who gets a close two count. Now, this irks MJF, who's growing increasingly more frustrated due to his emotions getting the better of him. He knows he shouldn't let this get in his way. He pushes Cole, who then responds with somewhat of an apology, sort of trying to defuse the situation a little bit before out of nowhere, whoa, he launches towards Max with a super kick. Oh. However, MJF sees this coming, ducks out of the way, only for Cole's soul to hit the ref square in the face. Now, the ref is down and out. After everything that's transpired, MJF seemingly brushes off his previous emotions, right? He goes for Cole and looks to lock the salt of the earth in again, but Adam rolls through. He sends MJF crashing into the second turnbuckle. Knowing that Max is at his most dastardly when the ref is down, Cole goes to grab the AEW title, but little does he know that MJF is reaching for the dynamite diamond ring at the same time too. Now the crowd at this point, they're begging both men not to stoop to this level. They're electric at this point, and this also adds a huge level of confliction into the mix from both parties at this point. Finally, after much hesitation and both men psyching themselves up to pull the trigger, they turn around at the exact same moment. Adam sees, uh, sorry, Max sees Adam holding the title. Cole sees MJF with the ring both knowing what one another's intentions were in this moment. But instead of anger and confusion overwhelming the two, they both smile and laugh at each other. They bond over this moment. They're best mates, my goodness. One in the same. They think alike in unison. They were both willing to do the same thing to ensure the same outcome for themselves. They briefly joke about it before dropping the weapons and embracing one another for a hug. They're busy mates after all, my goodness gracious me. Whilst basking in the Wembley crowd, showering the duo in cheers, however, suddenly Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, and oh, Roderick Strong surround the ring. Cole looks perplexed, even asking Roddy Strong what he thinks he's doing right now, like, what's going on? But at this moment, Max's eyes widen. I told you the plan's off, didn't you bloody well hear me when I was on the telephone to you? The that plan's was the specialist, though. Oh, no, it was MJF. That was MJF. This is MJF on the phone saying the plans are off. But he's been, he's been contacting the kingdom. Told you the plan is off, didn't you hear me? He begins to scream at the men, slowly closing in towards the two in the what? ring. Clocking on what's happened, Cole turns to MJF with a heartbreaking look of betrayal at this point. MJF pleads without Adam. He tried to call the whole thing off. This was just a precautionary measure, and they didn't listen at this point. Because they've both been, you know, sort of a, a little bit of a step. MJF's the devil. 
You know what I mean? He's the devil, man. So after a brief <laughs> moment of not knowing what Cole's reaction will be, and also building off the crowd's reaction to the sort of them two embracing moments ago, Cole signals to Max, me and you, we can take these guys. MJF is beside What's himself with the title match. MJF, they want to do it. Just them two. Where's in this the scenario. He's down, isn't he? Oh, right, yeah, 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 right, yeah. Uh, MJF is beside himself with joy. Better than you, baby. He's stronger than ever. And with the two best friends in the ring daring the three men on the outside to try their luck, Cole turns to face Roddy. MJF turns towards the kingdom. But as Max is facing yeah. away, Adam Cole slowly turns with oh. a grin on his face and hits his partner with a low blow, using the supposed injured arm he's been clutching onto this entire time. As he watches his best friend's pained expression wash over MJF's face, he looks up at the three men surrounding the ring and knowingly nods as they instantly swarm the AEW world champion. Cole picks up the title belt and cracks MJF in the back of the head with it, laying his now former best friend out flat. Roddy hits MJF with a end of, end of heartbreak, uh, sorry, end of heartache backbreaker, and Cole signals for uh, Taven uh, sorry, and Bennett to hoist the champion up. Adam and Roddy look at one another, stare straight down the camera, and utter the words, double clothesline. Oh, you horrible man. Hitting MJF with the maneuver and, uh, and, and hitting it with such force as well that it further proves that Cole was faking this arm injury the whole entire time. Uh, Roddy picks up the now stirring ref, throws him towards the action as he counts the pinfall. One, two, Three. Adam Cole is your new AEW world champion as he stands tall, sneering over MJF whilst using the injured arm to hold the title high above <laughs> his head. The Undisputed Kingdom has arrived. The Undisputed Kingdom? Yeah. The UK. In oh, the UK. Oh, what you think about oh baby. I think this is close to what might actually happen. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, what an emotional Metal Gear Solid cutscene mm. of a roller coaster that was. Because there was lots of things at this point. Because I was like, I feel like MJF wouldn't 
dismiss anything that Cole would do, basically, because he's the devil and he's been through all this before. But it's his only friend. But now, sort of, you know, after the after the pre-show match where it was like, oh, actually, maybe Cole wasn't putting this on the whole time. He's like, oh, I should call mm. everything off. But secretly, Cole has always been one step ahead manipulating MJF the whole entire it's way a, through it's this a yeah, It's a yes from me. I will, one little additional bit is that I'd like to see it be made a little bit more obvious to us that MJF initially was trying to work with the Kingdom. Yeah. Because I think that's too much to, in the so heat of the moment, to I'd like for, for it to be a very obvious, like him sneakily talking to them mm. backstage on Dynamite this week or something. Yeah. And then Cole's like, what do you guys do? And then it's not, and it, but but really. Mm, yeah. So it's really? a yes. It's, it's a big yes from me. Thank you. I had that, not exactly because you put a lot more detail into your pitches than I do, but I yeah. had that written down, like the really? kingdom coming down and then Britt Baker's there as well. Oh, Britt But I changed it. I rossified too. mine a bit. I'm going to come up with a new word on the pitches. Rossified, rossified. It by making it a bollocks. So yeah. it, it's a yes from me. Is this going to be your third pitch as yeah, well? Basically. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's not the how is this to the It's like the director's cut. Because I also wanted to get the kingdom out of there, because who gives a toss about the kingdom, let's be honest. Well, the, but now they're the undisputed kingdom, you know? know but it's, it's like Build trying, my to, kingdom. trying to force a thing into a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. My, uh, this is the weakest of my three pitches. It's really, it's not like, I, I still back it in terms of, I like, it's what I want to happen, but it's quite dry. So mm. I'm worried about, I want to try and make it silly, but I just don't know how to. Have a bit of water. Yep. <laughs> if it's dry. You're double parked. Oh, oh. There we go. That better? I know I've got all kinds double of Double parked on the podcast. Um, <laughs> women's World Title Match. Hikaru Shida obviously defending against Britt Baker, Tony Storm, and Soraya. Uh, and I've said, now I could be wrong, but I worry that this is just a setup to give Soraya a big moment in England. Mm -hmm. Tony Storm's recent comments. Uh, that they at least have the numbers advantage and stuff. That all seems set for Soraya to actually betray her uh, and win the belt, sending Tony spiraling even further into this mad character that she's doing. And while I think that would be a nice moment, I think I fundamentally disagree with it, just from a sheer booking perspective, long term. It would be quite an unearned title win. You'd end up with a champion who, I went online and looked, she's had four singles matches in total in AEW. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. She's been in like tag matches and four yeah, ways yeah. and stuff. But uh, elsewhere, Shida feels like a weirdly sudden champion and has had a long reign in the past, as has Britt. Tony is also a former champion, obviously, but I think this new character of hers changes everything. So while I didn't really mind either way about her being champion before, now I really want to see her as this paranoid, unhinged champion, desperate to cling to her spot at the top of the division. So I'm saying that Tony Storm should win, battering Soraya in the process to get her maximum heat in Wembley Stadium. She already made those comments that got people annoyed weirdly. Do you see that about the NHS or something? Who did? What? No, she didn't say anything bad about the NHS. She just <laughs> said something in like the Daily Star interviewed her or some tabloid interviewed her ahead of All In and she said she was being a heel she was like England sucked I hate it uh. and then the comments were like well don't come back here and use our NHS <laughs> <laughs> people who maybe don't realise that it's all a story um then she can go on a crazed title reign. You've got a singles rematch with Soraya. You might even have one with Ruby if she ditches her. You can also have popular underdog baby faces like Sky Blue going up against her. But if I had to choose one person... <laughs> Is it going to be? Sorry, I thought you were reacting oh, to no, squeak sorry. the sorry. Um, if I had to choose one person to ultimately win the belt from her, though, it's not going to be as exciting as... It's not like... Oh, who are you going to... I was going to say Willow Nightingale. No, I'll put uh, Jamie Hayder or... Oh, that makes sense. Mercedes Monet. Oh. When she's ready again. Okay, no, um, yeah, that's fair Or they enough. can team up and form Money Storm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Money Storm. Money Storm. <laughs> <laughs> and they get Okada in there as well. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Tony Storm should win uh, because I'm, I'm realizing that this all seems like just because Jamie Hayter is injured, they're like English person, get them a win. Yeah. And I don't think Soraya's nothing against her. I just don't think it's. I don't think the story's been there for her to win. No, and and looking forward, like how many matches can she actually wrestle? I know. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a reason why she's wrestled so. Because I, I remember. I enjoyed her first match back against Brit more than people seem to. I remember thinking, did, oh, she well. looks pretty decent. Mm. But since then, she's not really been given many featured moments like no. that. Yeah, this to- new, sto- uh, new Tony Storm character is the best thing she's done as far as I've seen in yeah. NXT or the real yeah. AW so far. So. Corey character. Yeah. Like coming out with the curlers. Like Blanche, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Imagine I love being that. that. I think it's so good. Matthew <laughs> said she's doing some sort of Sunset Boulevard thing, but I've never seen Sunset Boulevard. Oh, me so neither. Joel, still man, Joel. No. No? The next best thing. Joel's okay. got a fantastic mustache. I like I can't see the bottom of Joel's beard, but he's got a fantastic mustache if he wants Yeah, that's good that. That's, that's that's thick. That's I wanna good. hide mine in shame. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> is it a yes or Oh yes? Oh cheers. Oh, yeah, because well, yeah, I, I think guys. everything that you've sort of just said there, yeah, just like yeah, I think that's why it's a, fit, like a four-way because Soraya can't do much. Yeah. Britt Baker's apparently injured, so it'll just be Sheeta and Storm. It's, oh, Britt's banged up, yeah. Uh, man, well, banged up, sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I reckon it'll be Sheeta and Baker doing. No, sorry, Sheeta and Storm doing most of the, yeah. the heavy mm. lifting. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. I also miss Reba. Rebel. I like Reba yeah, too. She was funny. Hope she's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do the Reba laugh? What was she, the gimmick? She, <laughs> she's the. Uh, <laughs> so she she's in a. So Fraser sent me a, a music video for a country song called Honky Tonk Badonkadonk. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. She's the dancer in uh, it. She's the main she's... Honky Tonk Badonkadonk woman. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You never yeah. guess what that's about, Andrew. Is it about Badonkadonk? <laughs> uh, bottoms. It's about or... bums. It's bums. It's bums. It's acted all naive. It's all like... No, genuinely, I can't tell if Badonkadonks the, are the, the, bloke... the front bum. <laughs> no, 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 it's not the, the front bum. Not the front it's all bum. Like, the, it's all the like... The, it's all this bloke going, don't blame her for what her mama gave her. It's all, yeah. Shake that honky tonk. My dog died. <laughs> no, it's a happy honky song. Dunk, it's a happy dunk. song about bums. Ross, can we have your uh, your take yeah. on the MJF Adam Cole situation? Think <laughs> <laughs> about that Kofi Kingston promo about uh, country music. My dog died. <laughs> no, I, I rode him over that. with my tractor. <laughs> uh, MJF and Adam Cole win the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships on the All In Buy In Zero Hour Kickoff Ooh. Show. Uh, throughout the night, which is only as we're sat here right now, nine matches. I know it's going to change, but when I wrote this, it was nine matches, which isn't anywhere near close to being a proper AEW card. So there's time for this sort of bollocks. We see the pair celebrate their victory by frolicking around London, sampling many of the <laughs> sights and sounds. Exactly, just like how long that. have they got to do that? Oh, they've got plenty. Of time. There's only nine, nine matches. Yeah, yeah, it's right, going to yeah. take We've seen 14 matches on an AW <laughs> card before. Uh, sampling many of the sights and sounds that will only add to their already very impressive back catalogue of japery. Uh, <laughs> oh, they oh, go oh. to Spoons and get the two pitches for whatever amounts of pounds deal. They're Ahead in Madam. Oh, a little drink to be fair, they're like fair watered down anyway. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, you get so much ice yeah, in those. Like we're drinking absinthe. What would the they choose? What, what pitch I reckon they go for a woo woo and a. Uh, Blue Lagoon. I thought Ooh, Jeff Blue would go for, you know, the Godfather one. It's just yeah. Amaretto. It's just Dr. Pepper, basically. Just basically, yeah. yeah. Is it Amaretto, whiskey, and Coke? Uh, do they put whiskey in it? That sounds nice. Amaretto and whiskey. I thought it was... Yeah. Wow. 
It's only a little bit, though, isn't it? Oh, oh I right. guess. Top yeah, all true. of them. Cool yeah, would yeah. be like a blue lagoon or a strawberry. Yeah, mm, yeah. something colourful. Yeah. Anyway, they go to Madame Two Swords and look at the waxy people. They're on the London Eye. They're swimming in the Thames. There's nothing beyond the realms of possibility in terms of what they get up to in the four or five promos we see dotted throughout the rest <laughs> of the night before the main event because they're really funny, aren't they? These two yeah. tosses when they're doing the thing. So more of it, more of it, please. Uh, but then the last one, Adam tells his friend Maxwell that Britt Baker, who is his, his girlfriend, you know, uh, he was excited. For him to win his first, with all due respect, to the Owen, his first proper title in AEW. I know it's Ring of Honor, but it's in a, it's under the umbrella. Yeah, it's a proper tangible title that gets defended more than just once a year. Uh, and, in, and, in, and in anticipation, Brit has baked a cake which they must eat because, as well as being a dentist, Brit is a baker. Uh, <laughs> the pair head down for their match together. I'm because... not a king. I gotta say. Oh, uh, are, you, are you sure? Uh, yep. Very certain. Mm, you are if you want to be. Okay, yeah, thank you. All you have to do is believe and live your best life. I was going to use one of your names as an example, but I don't know what they mean. I, I don't know what they mean. Are you a Dutch man? Still <laughs> 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 Holland man? You he makes nice shoes. You know, you seem prime Amsterdam material. You? Really want to go. <laughs> you really want to go to Amsterdam. <laughs> You know, I've been before. No. Never been. Joel Holland has never, never been to Amsterdam, everybody. Wow. Anyway, the pair head down for their main, ev- main event match together because they are bro chachos, and that's what bro chachos do. Mm. Adam Cole is looking really smug, and MJF is looking a little bit worse for wear. He's sweating. He looks a little bit dizzy. The pair go in for their hug before the first bell, and Max is like, whoa there, son. This cake is not agreeing with me. I need to go and sit <gasps> on the netty. I need to go and sit on the netty, which is Geordie for toilet. I need to go and sit on the toilet. Adam starts to look even smugger, and while hugging his apparent bro Chacho, he says, I told you, son, I'd do anything, anything to win the match, much like Stone Cold said before wrestling The Rock at WrestleMania X7, but keep that shtum, okay? He does the knife-stabby thing in the back of MJF once again when they're doing that hug I mentioned just before there, and the crowd realizes what's going on here. They start booing because Adam had Brit poison the cake, and MJF is now sick. Adam Cole is a bastard. The pair go back to their corners ready to get the match started and Adam Cole is licking his lips they lock up and MJF has the body composition of a flump there's nothing he can do for the next few minutes it's a slow beat down from the, ha- the now freshly heel Adam Cole as MJF drops to the deck and he flops like a fish but then shoot roll up kick out at two Whoa. and a smirking MJF points at the screen footage is shown of MJF putting the cake in his mouth but not swallowing the crowd <gasps> oh! <laughs> Got it! He did eat the cake! Him going like... Yeah, exactly. MGF starts posing like Hogan or something like that, and the pair go on to have a five-star classic. It's a bloody roller coaster, let me tell you. The ending of the match occurs when the... I've written down, because I I wasn't sold on the kingdom part. Yeah, yeah. The duo of Britt Baker and Roddy Strong get involved and help Colt to win a new evil power Mm. couple, and their third wheel is born. MGF continues on his babyface ride for the foreseeable chase and Adam Cole for a rematch for the title and any thought of this glorified house show slash pre-show for All Out is forgotten about because there's been a lot of that hasn't there yeah. this yes. is just a house show all these tag team matches <laughs> it's uh no, with the knowledge that your initial pitch was very similar to Andrew's I've got to give you a thumbs up just for the improvisation yeah. there to yeah. turn around yeah yeah I just didn't want the kingdom involved. That was incredible. That was a so lot I've got different. a cake involved instead. I, which I think a lot of people will prefer, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not lie. Well, the cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. The cake yeah. involved. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that was I'd really like, good. I'd like Kip Sabian to somehow be involved. Oh, as he, in the cake. He's the poison yeah. master. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that match, right, that he had against Pac? Mm-hmm. Where Pac won, but was like a bit 
disconcerting. Like, afterwards. Yeah. Oh, because he was talking to his bag and that, wasn't it? No, it's because Kasabian had co- dusted himself in poison. And the pack was resting him and getting... So during this match, I went, has he poisoned him? And everyone laughed at me. And, <laughs> there's, out, a, there's a chance he did. I mean, out. he could have done it. It's never been... Well, he just misremembered it. I said the word forgot, and it sounded like I'd gone <laughs> flipping it. Yeah, it did. They just didn't do anything else we kept saving after that. Uh, um, sad. What was the... Andrew? Yeah. So it's two yeses. It's two yeses. Yeah. I, I think that was a wonderful way, like completely different from You me. know, Ben Foster this week, he's like, you just, you know when you feel like your body can't do what it used to do? That's what I feel like on the pitches at the minute. But it's I'm, your mind. I'm in a rut. It's because, it's because we're thinking about these next two weeks where we've got three of these videos to film in two weeks. <laughs> I am cacking myself. <sighs> yes, yeah, same. Gonna <laughs> yeah. Right. Are we ready for the last one? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then my last and one, then which is, one. oh, it's fun. I'm excited. This one's a fun one as oh. well. Well, it's not booked yet, so let's bloody book it, oh, everybody. Here we, here we go. Every bloody day I've heard this. Hey, <laughs> let's book it, everybody. Let's go. Zero hour pre-show. I love this zero hour pre-show uh, this week. After the tag team match and unbeknownst to anyone, even commentary, Alpstorms, Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> oh, Sanjay wow. Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Jarrett is livid. How can he and the Lethal Connection be left off this historical show given his importance to the wrestling business as a whole? He literally stared death in the eye by fighting off Leatherface last week. And for what? For what? What does Jeff Jarrett get in return? He gets teamed up with some bloody UK indie wannabe who never made it in the big leagues, singing the praises of this damn company, and still he gets nothing in return. Well, Tony Khan, I'm hijacking this son of a bee until I rightfully get my moment. Bring me the best this godforsaken floating rock has to offer. Oh, he's mad. Pack's coming out. He's mad. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, (laughs) actually, no, I said that. I don't make it, right, it's fine. Oh, no. Suddenly, <laughs> the camera cuts into a backstage hallway. Security enter the shot through a doorway that's just off to the side, and we see a figure behind them, towel covering their head. Taz! And the music begins to swell. Minoru Suzuki! It's the familiar sound in marching drums. Noel it's, Edmonds. Yeah. From, <laughs> no, no, no. The familiar sounding marching drums of perhaps an ex WCW champion. No, it's uh, not. Andrew. We know who it is. Uh, Don't you try and trick no, us. It's the familiar sounding marching drums, and they play a security walk with the figure who is obscured and slightly trailing behind. No one's going to along the arena corridors. Surely each. not. <laughs> Surely not. Both the we the onlookers and Jeff Jarrett are thinking in this moment, no, no, Tony Khan didn't secure one of the biggest free agents on the market right now and put them on the bloody pre-show, did they? As the cameras follow the mysterious wrestler backstage, the music perfectly stops just as they reach the entranceway. The security guards <laughs> part, and there the figure stands. Jarrett can't figure out what's happening. As you can see from the Tron, that's not necessarily the build of one William Billiam Goldberg. Oh, is it not? Who, who could it be? It's a mystery. It it's a mystery. The figure Life's grabs the mystery, towel. You might say. <laughs> well, there you go. The figure grabs the towel on their head, slowly peels it away, and in the final moments, they rip it off like a plaster. 
Lister as Like a Prayer blasts throughout Wembley. Grado is here. Oh Who would have thunk it, everybody? Grado is here. The crowd go bananas. Grado soaking up the atmosphere on the way to the ring as we chant this wonderful young man's name. Oh, the fun we are having. He gets in the ring and is immediately cracked in the head uh, by a guitar from... Uh, Jeff Jarrett, and then he's beaten up by the Lethal don't, Connection, don't, right? Don't do that. Jarrett don't. is seething even more at this point. This crowd will chant Grado's name, but not his. Not Jeff Jarrett! As Sanjay, Lethal, and Satnam hold up Grado, Jarrett starts slapping him and grabbing his face. This is my moment! They should be chanting my name! Say it! Say my name! Say my, oh, say his name, and oh my God. he yeah, 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 yeah. I believe in John Henry. <laughs> Because we're going to London and Paris, Paris and Tokyo, America, Scotland and Canada and Mexico. I believe it's Impact Superstar Joe Hendry, everybody. He's digital here, media champion, right? or is he still the digital? Not anymore, oh, I think. Uh, Hendry comes out to fight off the lethal connection, leaving just Jarrett alone in the ring, begging for his life. And at this point, Grado's recovered from his guitar shot. He gets up, does his, what is it, the wee boot? The wee boot. The wee boot. And Jarrett sells it like a champ. And we're all happy. Let's celebrate magical finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say obviously it's a yes, but I, I just really want this match to actually happen. And the closer we get, the less likely it seems. Oh, it's not going to happen. <sighs> Is it? Imagine the response Grado would get. If like a prayer was there. And I don't even, I mean, I, if it was actually going to happen, I wouldn't even put it on the pre-show, I'd have it on the main show. Would you? Yeah. 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 No. What? Nobody yeah. outside of England knows who Grado is. I, they would I agree, with, <laughs> I, I agree with Ross on this one, but. I remember the first time I saw Enzo and Cass and was aware of who they were, was uh, like on the, the, there was a footage of the dark match from TakeOver Brooklyn 1. Mm. And they came out, and it's in New York, so everyone's just going mad for them. And I was like, who are these boys? That's what people would do with Grado. Yeah, but they'd be dead into it, though, wouldn't they? Yeah. Like a press playing. Oh, well, the pre-show, Joe I would still be in the car park drinking. Yeah. <laughs> main show. Get on the main show. But it's, I'm sorry, it's a yes from me. Thank you. I'll give it a yeah. Yeah, thanks. As long as it's contained into five minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very quick. It's fast. It's fast. My third, Ross, when you were away recently, I did a summertime battle royal for SummerSlam in the spirit of my old Rumble one where I did the random Wikipedia. Trees and that. Uh, this wasn't random. The summertime one was everybody who has thrived in the summertime. It's time for the 20-person big London-themed battle royal, which you guys can pick the winner of. Or as Fraser called it, London brawling. Ah, quite good. I thought that was going to be a bigger response than that. <laughs> ah. It's just ah, it came okay. from Fraser, you know, the tone he would have used when he said Were it. you in the like, room? No, right. Jack, so Jack, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> You'll have to call this a London <laughs> brawling. It was one of his quicker ones, so I mentioned it he just went, London brawling. Oh, uh, you can see it now. Nice. You can see it now. No, no. Full credit to Fraser. It's a wonderful name. <laughs> well done. And the Clash are a great band. Mm. And, you know. Enter number one, David Beckham. Yeah. yeah, he's from Peckham. Yeah, yeah. you see him a bit because he's a Manchester United. Yeah, typically, he's not really yeah. associated with apart from his mm. birth. Is ah, it? but he's a pro he was in Only Fools and Horses. I guess so. Yeah. Are you going to pound? Oh damn it! I've not put any of them. Oh <laughs> no! You didn't put Delvoy in. Number two is Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, number three is Queen Elizabeth I. Widely regarded as one of our greatest ever monarchs, she beat the Spanish Armada. Go on, Liz. On she her own. Win, then, yeah. <laughs> she did. She beat took on her, her own. On her She's own. the favourite so far. Number four, well, hold, the, hold your horses. Number four, it's her dad, King Henry VIII, oh. one of the most <gasps> famous kings in history, six wives and all that. What's he like, eh? Also, he... also a big guy. Who on earth is going to eliminate Henry VIII? Also, apparently in his youth, he was a fantastic athlete. 
Bollocks. Was really no no no. <laughs> Harry yeah, apparently sick at all the jousting competitions and that when he was. They let him win. Maybe yeah yeah. yeah. You'd have had them. Shot, yeah. Beheaded. Fiverr got Ray Winston. Um, <laughs> Bet three six five. Originally, <laughs> I'll give you odds is, of seven to two for Queen Elizabeth to win. For himself to win was going to be the that's his entrance. <laughs> that's his like Tron. Like he gives himself odds of. That was uh, Jack Atkins' idea. Yeah. Nice. Uh, upstairs, they made me put him in because they said who's more cockney than Ray Winston. Which fair enough. So I had to take out. Uh, you know. Uh, the character from Green Street who can't do a Cockney accent. I was going to have him, yeah. yeah, the Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Sons know. of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I do Charlie know Charlie Dunham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does a, he's in a film called Green Street, which is basically Frodo joining the West Ham oh. football hooligan firm. He does a good American accent. He can't do a Cockney one. He doesn't do a Cockney one. Yeah, he's like, one. oh, I've waste time. It's not even that good. It's, that it's was worse, good. It's worse than <laughs> yeah. that. You're a journo. Yeah, they're all like, Frodo plays a, whatever Frodo's actor's name is, he plays a journalist. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Elijah Burke. Burke. <laughs> That's the Pope. Next one. They teach him. They teach him. Elijah Burke. ECW's was... or TNA's oh, the Pope. What am I thinking? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of Axali. Axali. Alexandra Burke. You know, the from boys. X Factor or whatever. The bad boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. <laughs> um, going on? Number six is King Lud, a pre-Roman king who many think founded London and gave it its name. Although this has been contested by some. Uh-huh. Never heard of him. Number Not seven. Man says better than me. Tell my man, shut up. It's Stormzy. <gasps> Here he comes. Number eight. In my opinion, the most the the most unfairly mistreated man in England currently, Gareth Southgate. Sir Gareth Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you don't. You're not a big. Ah no. I think any other manager would have been more proactive in those tournaments in World He's the most successful <laughs> manager we've had since Alf Ramsey. But uh, number nine is Grant Mitchell from EastEnders. Oh, He's got to be. Is, is that good? Which bald is that? That's one? Uh, the Ross Kemp. Ross yeah. Kemp, right. Uh, number 10, Phil Mitchell. Yeah, it's his yeah. oh. Phil's them all. I've got a gun, Phil. Reckless one, isn't he? Um, I don't know. I'm not I a big EastEnders. Yeah. Do you watch EastEnders? EastEnders? Nah. Damn no. it. We're all too, no- we're all too <laughs> bloody like, northern, aren't we? Would they coexist? Would they be like sometimes, the Basham brothers? Sometimes they don't like each other. It's like Undertaker and Kane, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen a scene where their mum's getting threatened. And they're like, oh. And they, the car pulls up. It's like, who's in the car? And that. it's like the little Mitchell brothers of Billy. Yes. He comes out, he's like, get off my mum. And then he's like, you and who army? who's army? And then the Mitchell brothers get out. Oh. oh. But Phil gets out first. And then Grant's the big pop. He gets yeah. out second. So is Grant the more... He's definitely... maybe, maybe it's because he's been away for a bit, you know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, they were shocked he stood alive. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that, yeah, that TV program he did. Yeah, yeah. Grant's... I had to get out of there quick. Grant's bigger, but Phil's... Stockier. He's like the re... he's like the hard drinking one, isn't he? He's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, 11's Michael Caine. Yeah, oh. She was only 15. He... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he killed a lot of people in that Most film. Which film? Uh, Harry Brown. Oh, yeah, Harry Brown. Harry I've Brown. never seen it. He starred the film that was filmed here. Really? Get, get Carter, Carter. Yeah. Oh. on the high level bridge and that um, number 12 it's Danny Dyer he's a big he's the first one out of him Danny Dyer typecast isn't he yeah, yeah. all math now treasures <laughs> number, <laughs> number 13 this is a 20 man tournament um, Battle Royale by the way number 13 is Big Ben which is the bell not the tower, not the tower, tower yeah. Yeah. that would be ridiculous the bell is still hard to the, get out but then I looked at a picture of the bell and it's massive yeah. <laughs> it's a huge bell um, that sounds silly. The building's <laughs> called the Elizabeth Tower, and it was renamed after the Queen in about 2013 or so. Number 14, it's the Hitcher from the Mighty Boosh. Have you seen <gasps> the Mighty Boosh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the Hitcher, you slay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Number 15, it's uh, Charles Dickens' character, Oliver Twist. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Who will buy? He's straight, gone straight away. Straight uh, away. Uh, can Please, have... sir, don't eliminate me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Number, number 16, because it's Oliver, it's the Awful Dodger. One sec, 16 and 17, it's actually not that Awful Dodger. It's UK garage duo Mark Hill and Pete Devereaux, Artful Dodger, who produced songs such as Rewind, featuring Craig, uh, Craig David. And also, you know the song... Ooh, you're moving too fast. Yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, they're actually from Southampton. but, ah. but uh, <laughs> What they here for? Yeah, <laughs> but I had to chuck them in anyway because yeah. it's, you know, maybe Craig will get involved, but he's also, I think, from Southampton. He is from Southampton. <laughs> his piss bag. Number 18. With his what? His, oh, right, yeah. Piss bag, little, little bird. Kez, Kez yeah. Kez. Come on, Kez. Kez. Why did he make him from Leeds? Come that? on, Granny, let's go for a piss. <laughs> My name's Craig David <laughs> from Leeds. <laughs> Number 18 is Tom Campbell's viral TikTok cab driver. Yes! Yes! Uh, yes. You going to that? With the entire Battle Royal gangs. I've seen you on Twitter <laughs> seven million times oh, this weekend. I, I think he needs to do... No, he needs to drag... The, he's done three now. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to do more. Oh, he's, he's done three parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's retweeted seven million times. And that's, I number keep 19. thinking I'm just seeing the first one over and no, over again. Number 19 is David Attenborough. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Al Pacino there, is he? Oh, <laughs> Imagine Dave Amber on commentary for wrestling. <gasps> oh, yeah, he can do tremendous. the Lawler thing. He can get out the ring and, yeah. And there we yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. Number 20 is Dappy from Ender. It's Dappy from oh, Ender. Wow. No, no. I changed my pick for first out. It's Dappy. <laughs> Who likes Dappy? Um, so, uh, sorry, have we got any potential? I'm going for Bell. The Bell, Big Ben. Aye. Hey, I'm going for Queen Elizabeth, the, the older one. The first. The, oh, because she went... The Spanish, the Spanish Armada. Spanish Armada. Still no chance. Cast your vote in the comments section down below. That was the final Tremendous. pitch. I enjoy those. So I'm going to try not to do any more of those until the next Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. But oh. yeah, it's a shame. Well, <laughs> who's going to possibly dethrone trees in Chinese mythology? You never know. Thanks Big for ben. watching, everyone. Queen Elizabeth first. That's <laughs> yeah. who. We're all excited for All In. Um, a lot of us are going down. Uh, and you'll get, <laughs> I can't catch my breath. <gasps> She's too excited. <laughs> Um, you'll find all the content. Are you are predictions happening? Predictions are happening, but they will be obviously between Team, team AW. AW. So Tom and Fraser, they should be coming to the channel tomorrow. They'll be doing predictions. I assume they're also doing live streamed reactions. They sure are, the yeah. YouTube.com forward slash live forward slash forward slash cultaholic forward slash live. Yep. YouTube.com forward slash cultaholic forward slash live. Um Oh, you doing WTF Yeah, I'll be on Tuesday because I'll be travelling back. Yeah. No fun Monday on a bank holiday. You can believe I know. it. Um, I'm going down with a, a crew who we're going to be trying our best to make any sort of content we can. Although it's been it's been it's proven quite hard to get press access for anywhere. Um, hopefully, we'll manage to get something. Uh, we'll also be shooting content, sort of stuff with like with fans. If you're about, if you see us, come along. If you see me with a mic, don't be afraid to jump in and don't say anything that's going to get us chucked <laughs> off YouTube. <laughs> What? What? Wait a what, minute! Way now, go on. And have a nice conversation with me about the wrestling. That's what I did. Um, I think we'll be around the places. We'll be around that pre-show thing in the box park in Wembley and stuff. Just milling about Wembley, basically. You sound good. So sad about it. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll I'm be just, around I'm, that box park. No, no, no. <laughs> I just I'm not certain exactly what it's called the event, but it's the box park in Wembley. It'll be fun. I'm just stressed because like the, uh, the the press access has been a bit. You got a now. lot. You got a lot going on that weekend. No, trying to get more All right, stuff. Alright, we need film. more stuff that weekend. We need please. help. Come on, get involved with our videos and that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I hope everyone's having a great. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Yeah, it should be good. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. If you're anymore. going down, enjoy yourselves. 
Yes. Or if you're staying in London, still enjoy I've been, yourself. The reason I'm distracted is because I'm trying to think of, because I ended the last one. I've got it. I ended it on a catchphrase that we'd never done before. Right. And I said it, and then Andrew went, hang on. Right. That should be every... It's pretty good. Well, lay it on thick, baby. I'm well, ready. Well, Ross, Andrew, Joel, thank you all. Thank you for watching. Leave your pictures in the comments down below. And remember, life's a pitch, and then you die. Yeah! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 